0: Guys, uh, what's going on? Welcome back to another The Arsenio Buckshow Show podcast. And so you know what? We are live again this very, very early morning, just before our crazy-ass cardio routine. And you know what? I'm bringing you one of the most pivotal behaviors of them all. Guys, we have three more left. We're on number 11 right now. We have number 12. And then we have number 13 So, right after that, we're going to conclude all of these behaviors, and I'll be able to break down each and every one on my newsletter. So, make sure you go to my website, thearseniobuckshow.com, and subscribe to my MailChimp or my newsletter, whatever it may pop up as. And I'll be able to get you all of those behaviors in Najafi, all in one, all right? So, of course, I'll have a podcast and whatnot, but you guys can subscribe to the blog on there because I'll be breaking down each and every one. So make sure you do that. So, guys, with that being said, here we go. This is very, very, very important because I was reading this yesterday, and it's amazing because yesterday... um. Oh, my God. You know, I was going through so much. This is going to be the topic tomorrow. How to stop worrying. Okay, because I almost worried myself to freaking death you know, over the past couple of days because of the events that had taken place at the airport a few days prior, which was on a Monday. And so yesterday, I'm like, please, I just hope everything goes well. And you know what? I had these butterflies in my stomach, and I'm talking about the nervous ones. Like, if this doesn't work, then this doesn't work, then I got a message from a lady and all these other things. I'm going to talk to you guys about that tomorrow. But you know what? While I was reading this book in the last phase when everything went well, Everything that could have gone well went well, and I think it's because I ended up running into a girl by the name of Elisa who lives out here. She's an HR for, like, a huge uh, clothing store, and we used to work out together. Then she disappeared after her Sri Lanka and India trip. I saw her on the streets yesterday after I made copies and scanning before I went to my United States embassy appointment, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? When I saw her, I thought I had a really good feeling that she was good luck. And most certainly she was. And that's without any hesitation. But you know what? In the last phase of that, I was sitting down at this Thai consulate. I needed some stamp to do all this other craziness. And then I read this little part and I said, oh, my God. I threw my book down. My jaw dropped. And I said, oh, my goodness. I am suffering from this. And so, guys, I'm going to give you three phrases, three phases of this, okay? Obviously, listen in verse. Uh, Talking about the opposite and the counterfeit is what kills me. And probably, remember yesterday's podcast about the podcasters? Yeah, I got, what is that guy doing on the road? Is he just going to stop? Oh my goodness gracious. Anyways, I don't know what's going on. He's probably asleep. Okay, so guys, here we go. I'm looking outside my window. It's 5.30 in the morning. This is when the crazies are out. Alright, so anyways, this is Bangkok. Alright, so to listen first means not only to really listen, meaning to genuinely seek to understand another person's thoughts, feelings, experience, and point of view, but to do it first before you try to diagnose, influence, or prescribe. Remember I told you about the whole probing thing? All right. This was on the emotional bank account, which so many people love. Yeah, that's it right there. And so you know what? The principles behind this All right, includes understanding, respecting, and mutual benefit. The opposite is to speak first and listen last. Or not to listen at all. It's focusing on getting out your agenda without considering whether others may have information, ideas, or perspectives that could influence what you have to say. It's ignoring other people's needs to be understood. Often before, of course, they are ready to listen to anyone else. See, it's self-focused. It's ego-driven behavior. And it does not build trust. Let me give you a real quick example of that. We, I I actually, at this same place yesterday, I ran into an old teacher. I'm telling you, yesterday, this is the beauty of Thailand. There are so many, I don't know why I say Thailand. Thailand's completely different. Bangkok, because, because of Elisa... And when I saw that, I knew, oh, today's going to be a good day. Went to the USA. Everything was perfect. I ended up meeting another Ugandan teacher by the name of Adrian that I used to work with. Him and I were standing there. And, of course, if I talk about all these behaviors, okay, behaviors 1 through 13, my old job where Adrian and I met, they suffer from doing the opposite or the counterfeit there in each and every last one of these behaviors, So you can imagine. And so he was standing there. He's like, Arsenio, you have to look at it this way. Being in this province called Patimtani, there are nothing but old hags there. The old teachers that literally buy cleaners to clean up after them, to cook for them in the morning, to do this, to do that. Practically modern day slavery, but at least they're taking care of them with the roof over their head. And so I'm like, okay, I I understand this. This is what he's saying, right? Because, of course, we used to work with these between 50 and 90-year-old men. And he's like, this looks like a place called Udon Thani. Udon Thani is where all the GIs live from, of course, bombing Vietnam back in the 60s. So you get all these old men who are retired, and they go after these young women, all right? Of course, you guys probably already know about it. I've talked about it. But he, I'm, sa- I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, Adrian, okay. And I'm trying to add what I'm, I'm listening. But at the same time, I'm like, Adrian, he, he didn't want to understand me. <clears throat> and it's weird because Adrian and I, we have such a great understanding. I'm like, and, and so I'm sitting there, I'm ready. And of course, I'm doing the counterfeit of listening first, right? I'm, I already have my idea in my head and how to reply to him. But at the same time, I want to tell him and say, Adrian, Bangkok is completely different, though. It's completely different, and it's weird because that place that we were at, it was kind of Bangkokish, but it's almost near the airport, which is very, very close to the place called Patumtani or Rangse, where their mindset is completely fucked out there. I don't know how. I don't know why. I lived there for three and a half years, and the way they did, black folks out there, and the way they just let pedophiles loose, it's insanity, and so he's standing there. He's like, listen— me, they consider us a threat because we're young. He said because we're willing to learn, they're not willing to learn. And so if you look at all these old people, the time mindset for these old people are like, oh, because he's old and because he's white, that means he has a lot of experience. And so he's telling me all this, and I'm just trying to say, Adrian, but Bangkok. And he didn't allow me to speak. But, of course, I was understanding him because, of course, I saw that for three and a half years. I understand that but i'm just trying to get my point across to say listen get the hell out of there he's like listen i'm a you know a coordinator for this top school i'm one of the i'm the second biggest boss at that school with 4000 students and i'm like okay i understand i understand i understand what are you trying to do you know like like and i'm i'm just saying to him like when is enough enough like my man nelson Okay, I love him. He's the other Ugandan warrior. Okay, I got two Ugandan warriors on my squad. All right. And I said, Nelson, what you don't deserve that. You could get outstanding jobs out here in Bangkok, regardless of skin tone. Why? Because the tides have shifted. I said before the movie Black Panther came out that this could be the game changer in Asia or let alone Thailand. And guess what? It most certainly was. Yes, there are still a couple, but who gives a damn? I'm saying that I don't receive those dirty looks and those purse grabbers anymore. You know what I mean? (sighs) But he still stays there. And he still talks about, of course, all the things out there. And I'm like, Nelson, it's a completely different beast out here, though. Out here in Bangkok, they're far more open-minded. They don't give a damn. Now, not everyone, but the opportunities are much higher. So, anyways, at the very, very end of this conversation, I tried inputting what I had to say. I was like, okay, all right, listen, what I'm doing now, look at me, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm trying to display everything that I've overcome effectively and not in a braggadocious way, right? Just saying, hey, I left that. I left that life, but look what I'm doing now. You're just going to have to take that leap of faith, And maybe, yes, maybe it's difficult to get another visa as someone, you know, with a Ugandan passport. They want you to do this. They tell you to go back to Kenya to apply for a visa in Thailand. It's ridiculous. I understand. But at the same time, it's worth it to go after what's yours in the universe. And so I don't think, you know, within that conversation... He still kept that mindset, and there was nothing I could do for him to to just destroy that just for a minute. Just hear me out. He didn't listen first. Now, I love it because I wanted to always speak to him and say, why don't they give you work anymore? And he's like, listen, I caught Harry, this guy. Of course, this is a guy at the, 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 I guess you could say, quote-unquote boss at the old job. But he was completely narrow-minded. Why? Well, think about it. What just recently happened with, um? <clears throat> who's that lady that sang the God Bless America bullshit back out there in America? What was she? She was born in like 1905, died in 1980s. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, this lady, I know I'm going to make it correlate with this story. She made a song saying, somebody needs to pick cotton, that's why darkies were born. So the Yankees, the Flyers, hockey teams, baseball teams are now banning her anthem. And now, of course, the, the, the right, What well, I don't know, they're, they're saying, oh, well, why would you ban it? That was like 30 years ago, and that was based on eight decades ago. It doesn't matter the time period. You're not listening. You're not hearing. She said the whole picking cotton thing. If you don't think that should be banned, I know exactly where you're from and what family you're from. Right? So what happens is Harry was born in that same time frame. He's about 80 years old. Well, he sure as hell looks 90. All right, there's another guy who's close to 80. And I'm like, okay, you guys were born. You guys saw the World War II on TV. You saw the civil rights movement in America. You saw the genocide in Vietnam. You saw the Korean War and the Cold War and everything. So, of course, that was the life back then. That was the mindset back then. To look at a particular group of people, color, creed, whatever, as just a generalization saying they are bad people. Because they want their rights. They want to be free. You see what I mean? So, of course, if you make someone like that a coordinator, they're going to bring with them all of those nasty anti-color bullshit issues that they were born and raised with for the last eight decades. So... Adrian caught Harry in a bunch of lies. He went to the Christmas party and Harry was shocked. Why? Because Harry knew he could no longer lie his fucking ass off. So Harry went to Adrian and he's like, listen, uh, yeah, we're going to see what happens in the new year and see if we can get you more work. Harry, you've already said on a number of occasions, you've already hired a bunch of other white teachers at this school you're not going to give him any work. Just be honest. Be honest and be part of the nasty equation that's there. Adrian, we cannot give you work because one, 50%, it's on me. I think you're black. And obviously you are. That's what they believe, right? And then, cool, ma'am, she thinks you're black. They think the students won't like you because you're black. Just say it. Be truthful. This is what I've been covering in this entire Stephen Covey book. But a lot of people don't want to do that. You just got to be, if you want to be bluntly racist and bluntly everything, just tell the truth. Don't lie and just keep egging them on and saying, oh, I really want to, I really want to. That's bullshit because you didn't want to give me anything because you had a preconceived notion that I couldn't teach particular things. I was part of that. He said, Arsenio, we're going to give you all the low classes, beginner, elementary. I said, fuck that. Hell no. I said, what about the upper ones? Oh well, we don't know if we, we don't believe. We, who's we? It's you, you don't believe. And you know why? Because I called you out on your bullshit. Your modern day slavery of your wife living in your goddamn home doing everything for you. Yo, sorry ass. It's the truth! I called you and all your other butt buddies over here, these uh wife tourists out on their bullshit, and you're not giving me work set. Oh, I don't think you could teach IELTS. Well, guess what? I'm now writing IELTS books. I'm now teaching IELTS online for Eight times the amount. I'm now going to create things that re- re- like get recurring uh, revenue every month. Subscription plans. I knew how great I was. You considered me a threat and you used it against me. You said, oh, I don't think you could do this. Although I had been doing it already for two years. Really? So, this is the biggest problem. See, the counterfeit. Okay, and this is what happened in that meeting—a very, a, a very long time, ago a very long time ago—is pretend listening. It's spending listening time thinking about your reply and just waiting for your turn to speak, or it's listening without understanding. In either case, you're not influenced by what others have to say, and usually, those you listen to don't feel understood, even through you've given them, even though you've given them enough time. And so have you ever been in that situation? I know all of you have. I know all of you have. And this is what we're going to talk about in the next podcast in terms of speed and trust. Because I know a lot, the majority of us on this planet, you're speaking to someone. And either they're not allowing you to speak or they're just not hearing you. They're looking you dead in their eyes, but they've already conjured up in their head what they're going to reply with. They're not going to respond to what you're saying. They're going to respond to what they believe in. This is what Harry did to me. I was like, excuse me, how many different people I've gotten into universities around the world? Are you serious? He didn't listen to any of that. He didn't care about any of that. It was what he believed. And this impacts speed, trust, and that's why I left the job. And now my life is, I, I could never imagine how much my life would have just skyrocketed, you know, just about skyrocketed, you know, in present day. Because they were undeserving. I have nothing to prove to that fool. I already knew my capable, uh, my capabilities because I've already gotten the results. However, they believe that, okay, because you're old and because you're white and because you're in this province, you're the best. We're going to hire just you, 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 you. And the lady over there, what is it? At the main place, what, it's at like one of the big shopping plazas. She had that mindset too. I remember she was sitting in the meeting, along with four other women, and I'm like, okay, so that's the racist bitch right there. What do I mean by that? Well, she's the one that said, you have 15 white teachers in this picture, Kuma'am. Why did you put the black teacher in it? Guys, this is what I'm up against, or this is what I was up against in Bangkok. So you could already see. I could already see in her eyes when she was looking at me. I was like, okay, so that's the monster. I'm going to prove to her that I'm a beast. And that was literally four years ago, all right, or three years ago. Can you imagine what I'm doing now? Now I'm an accelerated coach teaching at some of the biggest companies in Bangkok. All right. Why? Because guess what? You learn more, you earn more. You learn more, you understand your self-worth. And so being in front of those people and then if, and, and, and in a situation, I'm going to give you guys an actionable step, okay? So something that you could take away with this. In a situation where you know someone's not listening to you, ask them a question in terms of what you just said. Just just throw them off guard. Throw them off guard because then you're going to realize that, or that person might realize they're a poor listener. Let me give you an example. If I'm saying, okay, so uh, out here in Bangkok, there are plenty, uh, there are a plethora of different things that you could do in terms of this, that, this, that. And then someone says, uh, I don't want to take the taxi, I'm going to be like, do you, then me, in terms of a plethora of different things to do, I'd be like, so what do you like to do? what is your goal when you come out here you see what i mean i go from i go from completely ignoring what she said back to what i said to asking her a question and now i put her on the spot and now she's going to realize oh i didn't even listen to that guys this happens to me all the time especially on my podcasts and you know what this is this is a really this is an area that i must improve as soon as possible because there are times that I, like, grab an idea from what someone's saying, and then I kind of just let everything go. But I do still continue that conversation. I don't ask the 21 questions, obviously. But I need to figure out how I can become an, an effective listener and take out little it's and bits and pieces and ask the follow-up question in terms of what they say. I do that occasionally, but there are times that I just start thinking about other things, and then I'm like, oh, my God, what should I what should I ask them next? You see what I mean? This is a problem, and this is what we're going to have to clean up on. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another Arsenio Buck Show podcast. And you know what? Tomorrow we're going to be – well, is it tomorrow, Friday? Yeah, because Friday – sorry, guys. I did not get an Enlightenment podcast. That's going to be debuting – well, not debuting. That's going to be coming back up next Saturday, so I do apologize for that. Uh, the topic, how to stop worrying, we're gonna do that first, and then Friday, we're gonna get into the impact on speed and cost in terms of this, and possibly making deposits. It all depends how long that one's gonna be, so this could be a three-part behavior, so stay tuned for that, and guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another of the Arsenio Buck Show podcast. As always, I'm your host, stay tuned for more, over and out.